Hey guys, it's Queer Retrograde, and we're back with some hot new shit. I'm Hobbs, and I use they, them pronouns. And I'm Linz, and I use any pronouns. And today we're talking about some good stuff surrounding our relationship to bisexuality and community. Community. You know, both words ending in Y that make you wonder <laughs> why... You are the way you are. Or why you aren't the way you are. And how you can do it with more than one person. So, yeah, bisexuality. Who is she? I don't know. I always felt like it was, like, such... Now that I really think about it, like, as a kid growing up... Okay, Mm -hmm. no relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever. All I heard was lesbian. I was like, that's a bad word. But (laughs) (laughs) bisexuality always felt like the ghost of sexuality. It's like, how can anyone, like, both, right. in my childhood mind, right. of, like, how can anyone have the capacity? And in my mind, I was like, yeah, like, how can you love all different kinds of people? And even then, I only knew about two genders at the time. Right. Fast forward to now, bisexuality makes the most sense in the world. If anything, the only thing that gets me confused, and I feel like I still have not understood a straight answer on it, is the difference between bisexuality and pansexuality. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, generally, they're both after the same thing of, like... Mm-hmm. We're just, we're just down, mm-hmm. down. Yeah. So well, it's with any language in the queer community where it's ultimately just how that person is using it. I think. Yeah. I mean, when I came out, I definitely came out as bisexual first just cause I was like, well, obviously guys, right? <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. I was born. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was born <laughs> and, and I like men. Yeah. yeah. So I came out as, and I remember like, not even like a friend at the time, but just someone I knew at the time. Justin and he was like oh so you're just like greedy huh blah 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 I was like bro what now it's a now we're having that connotation yeah for like wanting you know access I guess or like having desire for more than one kind of gender or what have you but I feel like then I came out again and was like no I'm queer that can be anything and now I'm like queer bye whatever yeah ever so you do consider yourself bisexual or no I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like queer is more accurate. Yeah. Because I think queer, it's, like, defined for me in the sense of, like, okay, when I think about it, right, if I went on a dating app and I was just on a dating app, hinge, try it out. And it, uh... <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, <laughs> where I was getting, like, two, like, what appeared to be cis men you know pursuing me and i was like okay well i'd like to meet up but i'm like historically i have been with not cis men Mm -hmm. so just go into that situation that we might be entering into with that knowledge i'm not saying like you're out but just know that i've never done that before and i did have a different level of anxiety of what it meant to interact with those kinds of people in that setting and what that would look like tangentially like in person with them so i was really nervous yeah so i think the bisexuality of what that would actually mean of like okay would you pursue or go out with this cis man i'm like yes dot 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 (laughs) question mark right you know Mm -hmm. so it doesn't feel like the number one word to use about my sexuality when i hear queer i'm like yeah like any everyone is under that umbrella in a bunch of different ways but that comes down like my relationship with it and if you're willing to have that conversation with me about it Mm -hmm. but i think bisexuality is like a hard yes i have dated cis men yes i have pursued them or like to some degree or whatever even though i think that's not the truth for everyone but that's where my mind goes Mm. so interesting yes what say you friend (laughs) (laughs) i mean for me i 
guess it depends on who I'm talking to, I guess. Like, mm. I think whenever I came out to my mom, I was like, I'm pansexual. Because oh. then she could look that term up. Oh. And then sort of do her own investigation process where I feel like if she looked up bisexual, it would be sort of feeding into that gender binary when mm -hmm. I was also like trying to be like, hey, I use multiple pronouns, so, like, you know, you don't have to use she, her every single time. Mm -hmm. um, that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, but then also, like, I always do this thing, I guess, where um, I'm always kind of giving... We've done this before where I'm like, I feel like there's like 12% of me that would date like a cis <laughs> hetero man or something like that. Right. Where I'm always just sort of gauging with myself, like, where am I at with my own bisexuality? Because it's obviously there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and it definitely comes in waves where like the other day I was like talking to my friend and I was like, oh my God, like I met like a cis man that I would like ha kind of like had like a little bit of crush on and it's been a while mm. since that has happened and so I was just kind of talking to them about it and and just yeah just kind of naming it I guess mm -hmm. as a way of not being my own sort of like my own sense of bi erasure within myself or something just even naming like oh wow that's like a cis hetero man that I like am attracted to right sweet ah. <laughs> Um, Interesting. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously the biphobia is real. Yeah. Yeah. The phobia, the erasure of it, all of it. I mean, I felt that way in, like, the sense of, like, as soon as I started dating, you know, women. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> like, it felt like I couldn't ever, like, show any interest in, like, men. Mm -hmm. Or, I use that loosely. Mm -hmm. Y'all. <clears throat> but yeah people just kind of like always it seems like we're always like just clenching so tight mm -hmm. at least in the mainstream of like just trying to put everyone into like one solid box of right. understanding when it's like dude like when so much can change mm -hmm. like so much and so much comes from our childhood anyway you know mm -hmm. it's like why why is that the way we do things the way that we do yeah i don't know I was even, so because of the interview coming up, I was thinking about The Circle and I on Netflix, and mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know if I could be on reality TV in the sense of, like, I'm not, it's not very easy to put me in a box in that mm -hmm. way, where it's like, oh, Linz is just, like, the gay one on the show or something like that. It's right. like, well, if you look back, <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> Let's rewind the tape, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Are they the gay one? <laughs> right. Yeah. And and That's so I'm like, I was thinking, I was like, if I went on that show, I would catfish and I would probably be my sister because I feel like she... That is so funny. Because I'd be Sammy. Yeah, I'd be Sammy because I feel like she is like the popular, like, you know, kind of more straightforward in like a, in a, in a surface level kind of mm. sense of like, she's cute. She's fun. She's the sorority president. She's straight. She has a nice boyfriend. Like... Smythe. <laughs> Shout out Spice Sports. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Did you ever hear this? <laughs> Probably not. Okay. Anyway, anyway, anyway. What would you, okay, if you were on the circle, Bitch. would you be yourself? Yes. 
I love that for you. Of course. I don't, <laughs> this is why I didn't dress up for Halloween for years. I was like, I'm not going to sacrifice a whole day of not looking, talking, or being myself wow. when I've been like being someone else up until, you know, college. So yeah, mm. of course. I would be Hobbs day and night and I would win. I'd fucking win the circle. <laughs> 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 but that's for another day, right? Right. Right, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so bisexuality, right? Mm-hmm. What about our communities of not necessarily like a bisexual like community? I don't. It feels pretty loose, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, I have some. I have an idea. That what, do, what do you got? Okay. So I was thinking when I was in the bathroom just before this <laughs> about <laughs> like this idea of having a a community where you feel this like really tight sort of sense of belonging but it's for a really specific Mm. thing Mm -hmm. or reason and I just went straight back to whenever I danced in college and I had that group blank canvas that I was in Mm -hmm. and I felt so excited about having this of course like we were dancing and like getting drunk a lot so there was a lot of like just energy and (laughs) (laughs) energy all right all right but like it felt so good to just be like i can't go to any of this bullshit this weekend because i'm going to a dance convention with these Mm. people and like that is like i have so much jomo like for not doing the regular joy of missing out joy of missing joy of missing out for not doing the regular college quote-unquote college stuff because i get to go be with this community of people that we're all engaging in this activity together that we love yeah and that is so special absolutely and so i think that that's what i admire about any sort of project that it is like a specific um whether it's like an identity thing or an activity or something that it's like that's what the bond is forming around mm-hmm. i feel like it's substantial yeah it gives the relationship substance absolutely yeah i mean as you said that, I was thinking about rugby, mm-hmm. even though now looking back, I'm like, we did some problematic things. <laughs> it still was, yeah. Problematic? Absolutely. What do you mean? Well, the drinking culture was just oh, yeah. rampant. Mm-hmm. And I think when you really take a microscope and look at rugby underneath it, women's rugby specifically, and you see how it's mimicking men's rugby and the culture with that and like... Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I just feel like every weekend there was something problematic going down. But I, large in part, I think for a long time at the time, I thought it was just because, oh, we're all just like so young. But I'm like, a lot of my teammates were my age now mm-hmm. or older. And I'm like, what the fuck were y'all doing or thinking? Like, stra- I don't know. It's not even worth really, like getting into. But I feel like I say that to say, even when things are problematic, the joy of having that sense of belonging that you're speaking on. Mm-hmm is monumental Mm -hmm. and as we get into the interview with sean and we talk about how like you know after covid like people are thirsty Mm -hmm. for this shit Mm -hmm. thirsty like we're thirstier now more than ever i feel like for a validation and b like community and i think tying together bisexuality and community those two things just you can zoom out as far as you want like Mm -hmm. everyone is just gripping tight Mm -hmm. to these things now more than ever I think it's good, though, because I feel like how... I mean, after you and I were talking about today, like, what does it mean to, like, go to a party or some shit that you don't... Or some bar or whatever the fuck, and you're like, why did, why was I there? Do I even know right. what to do when I'm in... Like, I feel like every party I've ever been to, I'm like, I was just trying to look like I was talking to somebody. But 10% of the time, I was actually talking to somebody. Yeah. And it's like, you're just, like, performing. Versus now, it's like, 
yo, let's just push all this uh, this shit away and just do what we actually want to do mm-hmm. and connect the way we want to connect and just make time for that. Yeah, totally. Oh, speaking of connecting how we want to connect. <laughs> so we have an awesome interview for y'all today. We interviewed Sean Taylor, who you might know from The Circle on Netflix, season one. Uh, Sean recently moved back to Richmond from New York City, and we (laughs) had an awesome conversation about her experience on The Circle, about her bisexual identity, and about her new project, RVA Fatties. It was so fun. It was so fun talking to her. Sean's awesome. Y'all. It's a good old time. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, let's get into the interview with Sean. (laughs) <laughs> All right, folks. So we're here with Sean Taylor. We're so excited to have you here, Sean. Um, we found out about you obviously through the circle, as many people have. And one of my best friends is super involved and excited about your new project, RVA Fatties, which we'll get into. Um, so Sean, can you just give us a little intro, your name, pronouns, and where are you at right now? physically, yeah. metaphorically, emotionally, however you want to take it. Um, well, hi, 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 hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about this. Um, my name is Sean Taylor. My pronouns are she, her. Um, so physically I am sitting in the super cozy chair that I got. My little French bulldog burger is draped in my lap right now, Aww. napping. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't have too much gas. And um, actually, like today is like the vibes are so good today. The vibes have not been good. I don't know if there's like something in the air, but like we're in a good vibe zone right now. Mm-hmm. It was cloudy yesterday. I feel you. Oh my god! Yeah, I but I did have um, I did a great Trader Joe's run and got <laughs> tomato soup and grilled cheese yeah and like yeah so that really I think probably was the turning point for me (laughs) I love that for you nothing that a TJ's run can't fix you know (laughs) really yeah love Trader Joe's I got sourdough too oh my god okay wait we're gonna get into it real quick because so (laughs) I feel like I have to share what happened with my grilled cheese because it was pretty special Mm -hmm. um I love Trader Joe's I'm always talking about what I'm getting at Trader Joe's Mm -hmm. and um what I did to make it like a little extra seasonal there is this like pumpkin cheese spread. You know what I'm talking about? It's a dip actually. Okay. So we did sourdough and then spread the dip on both sides. And then just like a bunch of different kinds of cheeses. We had cheddar, we had provolone, we had freer all in there. And then like griddled it really toasty with like a creamy tomato soup. Wow. You went all in. I just stuck with like the cheddar. My little thing is, I'll put some Italian season on the cheese. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, no, next was, level. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I. What was funny though is like I was talking to my boyfriend about it and. I'm like, okay, would you rather have this or Velveeta? He's like, Velveeta. He's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's, it's really tragic. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
we as a podcast, we love talking about, you know, love and relationships. So we're really curious from your experience with the circle, like what kind of connections you came out with afterwards? Um, that is such a good question. Um, it, you know, it's such a weird show. So for anyone who hasn't seen the show, the circle is on Netflix and it is the show where essentially no one can interact IRL. You all interact through this like pretend social media app. So anyone can be anyone. And, um, so it was a really weird experience getting to know people, um, on the show. Um, it felt like there were just so many layers to getting to know people too. Like I am like not always a very trusting person. So I'm like, wait, is this still the show or are we like actually talking right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it was such a surreal experience to have anyone go through such a crazy experience with you. Like you're gonna have like a significant bond. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was, you know, such a so weirdly serendipitous that this show came out in January of 2020. And then three months later, we were all in lockdown. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like, we all had this like collective experience together. Um, but, you know, I've always been someone who, um, well, especially probably for the last, you know, eight, 10 years, um, especially in like, fat acceptance and body positive spaces. I've been someone who, you know, has cultivated uh, relationships online that maybe met like a specific need that I wasn't finding in real life just by like happenstance relationships. Um, So it was interesting to be on a show where we were having these relationships and then suddenly have you know, like a ton of visibility and be connecting with all these people online. There's just like so many weird layers to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But with everyone on the show, we all have like a group chat. We check in now and then. Um, It's definitely, there's no like, you know, what happens on the show is the show and everyone is like close and appreciative of our experience afterwards. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I can't, yeah, I can't imagine too having the pandemic happen after doing that. And you're like, what? It's like such a mirroring thing of like, now I'm really just talking to everyone on the internet all the time. And I had this sort of like decision that I was going to be on this show for a selective period of time. Mm -hmm. And now it's just all the time. Yeah, no, I felt like I was kind of getting pranked a little bit because (laughs) like, it was like you know it was like an isolating experience filming like not only what was you know on the show but also in the making of it you Mm -hmm. know was kind of like isolating and so then to like yeah have like a taste of the real world you know back and then the show airs and then it's like super shut down yeah I was like what gives Mm -hmm. yeah for sure like what led you to that show in particular um okay it was so so random um I have never um you know auditioned for any tv show ever uh literally I don't know how but someone found me on Instagram and maybe have like 2,000 followers or something like that someone found me on Instagram and was like hey you should audition for this 
TV show, like I'm from the show and like you should audition. And I'm like, um, this sounds like a scam. (laughs) (laughs) Then we had like, you know, multiple phone calls and interviews. And um, then there was an audition in LA and then I was really like, okay, is, is this human trafficking? Like, because this is a really elaborate scheme. <laughs> um, but uh, we, it wasn't, thankfully. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was just, uh, it was a show that was previously on in the UK. Mm. And then Netflix had, you know, spun it out for um, different countries. Um, so yeah, it really just entirely fell in my lap in the craziest way. Wow. So did you watch reality TV growing up or before that? Like what kinds of reality TV experience are you, do you have? I love reality TV. (laughs) Yes, us too, us too. Um, I, uh, feel like the real housewives like Mm. raised me Mm -hmm. (laughs) like second moms um yeah like while (laughs) other people were like you know going to parties I was like sneaking a glass of wine and watching the real housewives in my face wow (laughs) that's incredible yeah so I love the real housewives I love I'm a big fan of cooking so I love a lot of like cooking tv shows love great british bake-off love top Mm -hmm. chef Mm-hmm. Um, I like some like other like gamey shows too. I think I've only in the past couple of years really gotten into the like bachelor bachelorette universe. Um, yeah. yeah you know, this podcast, this podcast started out as a bachelor <laughs> recap podcast. Did it? We, we both love the bachelor yeah. franchise. We realized that that's an extremely concentrated market and <laughs> We're just two queers frolicking around. So we probably have better things to talk about than that. But um, yeah, I love that. Well, okay. No one is allowed to take my idea, you two or anyone listening. But um, I've, I've had this idea and like other, I think this has been done before, but like, I really would love like a sports bar, but reality TV, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um. I was like, okay, last night I was really dreaming about it. And I feel like a great name for it would be Right Reasons. Right? Yes, FTRR. Yeah. (laughs) And like all of the cocktail names would be like, you know, some sort of like reality TV quote. And it would Mm -hmm. just be reality TV playing all the time. Yeah. Why haven't they done that yet? Like, okay, so I think like Xfinity did some weird pop-up, but like, we really do need to be getting on it and making it happen because I could have like a whole TED talk slash rant about how annoying it is to me. Like, I just really, um, don't care about sports at all. You know, (laughs) I could, yeah, seriously, like there's like a dissertation in me just about how weird and rude and like kind of entitled especially men get about watching the game you know that like someone will walk into someone else's house and be like just like commandeer the remote and be like the game has to be on right now and I'm like I don't know you and why do you think I care about that (laughs) and like but if I did that for like a real housewives reunion people would be like are you like not well and I'm like no this is the real game 
These yeah. are the real champions. This is the real so game. Good, I, I was watching The Bachelor with like a crowd at a sports bar or like whatever, like oh someone else let us do it. It never, it, it was perfect. The, the amount of it's so the TV, good. Yeah, oh my God. So uh, there was a bar. So I just moved to Richmond from New York City. Oh. I was there for five years. I went to VCU though. Us too. Um, oh, sweet. <laughs> went to VCU, moved right after. And um, there was a bar where we would always watch. Well, there are lots of bars in Bushwick that play RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. But, oh my God. it That was really like, it was, it was like a gay sports experience. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was truly like, okay, I get the appeal of watching like sport like sports yeah. bars you yeah. know because everyone yelling at the tv at the same time it is it's mm-hmm. thrilling truly yeah, <laughs> yeah that. we recently were doing l word recaps and so i was deep in the l word on instagram and i saw that they have these watching <laughs> these viewing parties in la um, mm. called dana's night and it looked so fun because they had a big yeah. projector and then everyone would just be like whoa yeah yes exactly yeah, mandatory. We should definitely, we definitely have places in Richmond though that have bachelor. This is true. Oh, fun. Okay, well, you guys will have to take me then. Yes, it's a date. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Um, so I guess like I want to talk about on the show. I felt like a lot of the other people on your season got more of a chance to kind of expand on their sexuality. And mm-hmm. I feel like with you, it was like super focused on this really intense narrative about like body image. And you didn't yeah. really get to talk about like all these other multifaceted parts of your being and existence. And totally. so I guess I just kind of want to open that up about like, you know, what, like, yeah, just open that up. as like a talking <laughs> point. I don't know what the question is. Yeah, Totally. No, no, no. I, that's a great question. Um, I, um, so yes, (laughs) I, um, I also, okay. Well, two things. Let me start off with, I actually was not out when we filmed the TV show. Yeah. I only actually, uh, really came out about a little over a year ago now. Um, and I did really think about sharing um, that I, I, cause I knew I was bisexual and I thought about sharing it in um, on the show. And then it just kind of like, it's easy to kind of get like flummoxed and then like, oh, group chats over the end, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but I, would also like agree with the that sentiment that I think especially like reality tv is um you know it's all like all of our trash fave but like also like problematic and not like the ideal forum or medium for a lot of um you know uh nuanced conversation Mm -hmm. uh I think especially because like you know, a lot of people watch reality TV to like hate watch reality TV. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like an easy show to put on and say, 
you know, it's entertaining to be like, that person's stupid. That person did a dumb thing. That's the bad guy. That's the good guy. I side with them. The other person, we hate them, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they're, they're designed that way. They're produced that way. And we all think we're, you know, can like outsmart that, but, um, you know, like they make the people on, on all the shows we watch easily digestible, you know? And, um, I think specifically when it comes to talking about body size, I mean, like their reality TV is like deeply problematic when it comes to fat phobia. Um, and like, you know, always has been. And, um, I, you know, I think that's like super interesting, but it is, you know, uh, challenging to be a whole person and be kind of like a, you know, a bit of a similar token of a certain kind of representation, you know? Um, and I, I mean, I think like, uh, what's his name? Matt James, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Bachelor contestant? Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like similar, I, like I, I watched that and was just like, oof, you know, like it's so hard to, feel like you are carrying the weight of representing a lot of people but also being like your own person with your own lived experiences and um you know really not wanting to disappoint people and also having to be present with like a bunch of cameras on you like it's it's uh it's a big you know responsibility and it also is pretty scary because ultimately everything's out of your control and people are, someone else is going to edit it however they want, you know, I can really do whatever they want with that footage. Um, so I think there's like still a lot of room to go, um, when it comes to, you know, whole ass people and reality TV, but you know, like also again, reality tv like you know might be like at the caboose of like mm-hmm. <laughs> media representation and like that actually might be okay because the internet is like really pretty harsh to people who are on reality tv so you know maybe like it's gonna be at the tail end and like that might be all right <laughs> absolutely i mean now more than ever it seems like there's that much more at stake to even just go on the show at all with social media like back in the day or the real world like when they brought back the original cast like how they were having the same conversations but before they weren't nearly as you know i guess threatened or like you know mm-hmm. careful or just like walking on eggshells or on all these like really hard-hitting conversations i feel like people are thirsty for in like these settings yeah maybe not the whole time like we definitely want to have our laps and like of course like have that moment you're mm-hmm. talking about with hate watching it but, <laughs> <laughs> but I think we definitely do like crave like the reality of like what happens just when two people are in a conversation you know like they end up with so many jump cuts or like whatever distractions going on but I feel like there is room for just genuine conversations mm-hmm. to be going on between just I remember like I think about that moment on the bachelorette where like Tasha and Ivan were like having a conversation yeah so good matter thing it was like are mm-hmm. we really watching this right now mm-hmm. like y'all yeah on the show like wow and it wasn't it didn't feel like there was an agenda behind it it was just like of course they're talking about this mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. have moments like that yeah yeah totally it's um yeah I, I, and those things are like so I think it's like so exciting when those moments happen because reality TV is what it is, you yeah. know? <laughs> it's a nugget. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. For sure. yeah. Yeah. But oh, that what you reminded me of 
just with how, you know, reality TV has evolved in such a way that it is kind of like a, you know, mini, you know, influencer celebrity making machine mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, social media when reality first, reality TV first was a thing, you know, social media didn't exist how it does now. And, um, uh, you know, that has significantly changed the way that reality TV is produced on a lot of different levels, but one of them being just like people's mental health and taking care of that. Um, do you guys watch Love Island at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know if you, I, I, I don't watch Love Island, but, you know, something that was brought up during the production process. So we had a therapist that we could talk to and we had some, you know, additional therapy support after the show, if we felt like we needed it. And, um, you know, in part that was because, you know, people have like taken their lives after, you know, reality TV coming out and the response just being so intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I don't know, it's like it, the, the stakes, I think, feel so much higher for people who are on shows like that now. Um, but also, you know, it's just like, I, I don't know, there's a lot of like ethical <laughs> questions involved just with how, um, you know, reality TV, they can really do whatever they want with the footage. They can set people up in situations that they're maybe not like equipped to handle. Mm-hmm. And um, then, you know, like, I think, you know, uh, then present it as though this is what happened. And, you know, like, here's a clear narrative that everyone can latch on to. And, um, you know, yeah, that can, the, the backlash of that can be a lot. So I, I do try to, I think I walked away from this experience with like a lot more empathy (laughs) towards people who are on reality TV, that it's like all fine and good to yell at your TV and like, you know, just like be like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like who are these people (laughs) with your friends? But like going after individuals and, you know, like sending threatening DMs or getting, yeah, crazy in the comments. It's just like, that's not, that's not good for anybody. It's not good for you. It's not good for them, you know? And I guarantee there's like more happening that we all don't know about always. Right. It's, it, it's yeah. just left on the field. Like I'm wondering, like, totally. the same thing with these sports guys? Like, you just get on the Instagram, <laughs> oh my why God. you drop the ball, bro? <laughs> like, so it. true. <laughs> right. But like from a more like zoomed out perspective, like how, how would you say that your life is like changed before and after the experience, whether it's personally or like your relationship even with social media? Um, it's changed hugely. I, um, so um, condensed life story real quick. So I went to VCU, as you know, I went to school for acting. Um, you know, I like every performance kind of major, there's a healthy dose of fat phobia in there, you know, and after four years of playing everyone's mom, I was like, mm, wait a minute, you know, <laughs> I don't, I'm 21 years old. What am I doing with this? Right. And, yeah. um, you know, I, then I really started finding more like, you know, uh, fat acceptance, body positive spaces online. And that really kind of like lit a fire under me in a way that like acting just wasn't. 
um, because I was playing everyone's mom. And and, uh, then I, uh, you know, I knew I was going to be moving to New York City with a couple of girlfriends and, um, you know, kind of was like, I just want to like get my foot in the door in any way to be a part of this like movement that's happening. Because I think like, you know, there was such an explosion during that time. I graduated in 2016 and, um, like Ashley Graham was recently on sports illustrated, like so much was happening. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I moved to New York and, um, spent, you know, uh, <laughs> a chunk of time as like the grumpiest barista in New York city mm-hmm. and ended up, um, <laughs> finding a job at, um, this plus size fashion company. And I worked there for a few years and, um, then the circle found me. And so then I was really able to, um, you know, pivot to, instead of be working for a brand, really working for myself. And that, you know, has gotten me to today where, um, it was, you know, we were kind of, unsure what the next step in New York was going to look like for us. And then Eric found out in, <clears throat> Eric found out in the middle of the pandemic that she was going to have to move back here for work. And I was just like really craving a backyard so bad. <laughs> yeah. After five uh, years in New York, oh, I can yeah. imagine. And during the <laughs> pandemic and both Eric and I working from home. So we were like super cramped and on each other. And luckily, like we didn't really fight, which was kind of a miracle. But, um, you know, we really wanted some <laughs> breathing room and some space. And we had always considered moving back to Richmond. And I think with this like new chapter, like I, a big word that I just had in my head was community. And like during, um, you know, during the circle and it coming out, you know, there was so much uh, connection, but, you know, not a lot of like in real life connection. And, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously the pandemic was so isolating And I really just wanted to have like, or create more spaces for more like intimate and meaningful connections and connecting other people with each other and, um, resources. And so, uh, I I think like all of this has gotten me, um, in this, like, I don't know, uh, bunch of things have lined up so that now here we are in Richmond and I started this group RVA fatties and it really has just been kind of like a culmination of so many things that just feel kind of like very right for this moment. I love that. Thanks. (laughs) I'm so happy that you're back in Richie. (laughs) Oh my God. I am too. You guys, I love Richmond so much. Um, Oh Wait, okay. You guys watched the circle, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was talking to Karen. Karen lives in New York mm-hmm. and, um, Karen, Karen was in my season. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was like the black lesbian who also like catfished mm-hmm. and she's hysterical. So we <laughs> were talking and I was telling her, um, oh, you know, like I'm leaving New York. I'm going to be moving to Richmond. And she goes, oh, food. <laughs> 
exactly. Like Karen is such a foodie. And I was like, I was like eager to explain to her like how good the food is in Richmond. And she's like, food. She's like, say less. The food. (laughs) (laughs) Well, right quick, do you Um, have a favorite spot in Richmond? Okay. I I have several. Mm-hmm. And you know what I think really is my favorite? And this is like kind of a weird answer, but like one of the things I was most excited to like have regu- regularly again, did you guys ever go to Harrison Street Cafe? Oh yeah. I love Harrison Street Cafe. <laughs> classic, I, classic. Oh my God. Well, I love breakfast. I'm like such a freak for breakfast. Me too. And they have the <laughs> best, uh, <laughs> they have the best, breakfast burrito in my opinion and the mm. best sausage yes they're sausage. like vegan sausage mm-hmm. they're sausage and I like slaps. need the recipe okay <laughs> like I'm I'm like a little I'm gonna be honest like I'm getting a little nervous because they had to stop selling on the weekends like I don't know what it is something's going on they're only on weekdays now um so I'm just like very much about supporting them and loving them because I can't lose that sausage. <laughs> yeah. The sausage and the bagels there. Woo. So good. So good. Wow. Also, um, I don't know if you've gotten like the, any lunch there before, but they have like an insane, like vegan gyro that yeah. is like, yeah, it really, yeah. yeah, you, you have big time, honestly. <laughs> vegan, vegan peanut butter cup. The peanut butter cups are so good. So yeah, it's, I miss like being able to work there IRL because they have the cutest little like upstairs, like Mm -hmm. so nice. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'm trying to think of what else I am obsessed with. I love, um, I love eight and a half big time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Eight and a half (laughs) in Edo squid both like obsessed with like Mm -hmm. really happy to be, but I think eight and a half was like the first food that we got when we came back mm-hmm. and um I know it's kind of like VCU basic but I love the village and I'll never not love the village <laughs> I love the their cheese fries mm-hmm. yeah. oh my god yeah obsessed <laughs> <laughs> it's <this>. so good <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow yeah I I feel like Richmond is one of those places where I after school I was kind of like fighting fighting it with myself to be like I should leave. I don't know about this place. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, no, I just accept that this place is amazing. And it feels so great like to be here. And I just, I love it. I love this city, this little baby Sid. I do too. I do too. <laughs> it's like the perfect size and so much local pride and mm-hmm. always something new and food. Wait, is there a bacon festival still? Yeah, mm-hmm. like November seventh. We just saw. A sign. Oh my god! We <laughs> literally, we literally just saw a sign for it yeah. today. I thought it had gotten canceled. I feel. I thought it was like down for like a couple years. I went once before, but I think they used to have it in like August or something, which is like kind of ill-advised because no one mm-hmm. wants to be sweating their ass off and eating bacon flavored everything. I mean, like maybe <laughs> you too, but like it's kind of intense, but That's- I feel like November, like we got our flannel on and like, I right. feel a bit more prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think we just finished <laughs> up with a pumpkin festival and now we're moving on. I was like, I saw that sign. I was like, damn, Richmond really has a festival for everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> Love it. Love. Yeah. So much spirit, <laughs> charisma. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. So you said that you came out like a year ago, right? Yeah. Can you give yeah. us your coming out story if you have one? Yeah. Um, okay. So, um, always knew I wasn't straight. Always knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought like, I don't know. I thought everyone wanted to make out with girls at parties, <laughs> you know? I still believe and, that kind of <laughs> and like experiment at sleepovers like maybe not <laughs> I don't know um and uh but I also like I don't know I so I went to Catholic school growing up like Whoa. K through 12 mm-hmm. yeah big time Catholic school wow. but I also um I just kind of like I thought I, that wasn't actually a mm, obviously there's some social conditioning there right like Mm -hmm. and there's like a baseline level of shame Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but I never thought I it was a situation where like if I told my parents they would like you know kick me out or not love me or whatever like I'm, I'm very lucky for that um but it I think it kind of just like became a situation where like a little bit of like an open secret like the people who knew me and were closest to me um knew this about me and like that was fine and I think for a long time like I actually felt really okay with the fact that like you know it's just kind of fluid it is what it is I'm not like stressed about it like I'm good you know like no further conversation needed we're good you know and um I think it wasn't really until actually after college that I realized like I needed to um I I needed I needed kind of like a coming out and I needed like to really kind of like define what was going on within me Mm -hmm. um because like I was like missing out on like valuable connection and feeling known and seen and like part of a community like someone would ask me like wait like you're not like straight right or like you're gay and I'm just kind of like um you know (laughs) you know (laughs) what does that mean you know like just get like really weird (laughs) (laughs) I experimented at some sleepovers I don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah and um I, then I would feel like really, then I would have so many questions afterwards and, um, like all of my, especially in like, uh, college and post-college, like, uh, exclusively hang out with like girls, gays and days. Um, and so like, I knew that they knew this about me and, um, I don't know. I think I had just a lot of big feelings about like not being gay enough. And, you know, I think especially because like the, some of the people that I love most in my life are gay. I, you know, felt a lot of, um, you know, stress navigating the situation of like, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to take up too much space or I don't want to you know, take what's not mine or, you know, like whatever. And, um, I eventually like it got to a point. So spoiler alert, 
love.com in a relationship with a man. We're very in love. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, I, I love Eric so much. And like, it's a relationship that is like so much more than I ever really could have thought. And we're like, just such like equals. And we're just like, you know, each other's people and just like a cute little family with our dog. And as like, you know, our relationship got to a place where I'm like, wow, I, you know, feel so good. I feel like this is really, you know, someone I want to be building a life with. I started to get just a lot of anxiety, a lot more anxiety about like, what does this mean? Like, does this mean that like, I'm closing like a the book on like this part of myself or does this become like a big secret mm-hmm. when I never wanted it to be a secret suddenly this thing that was like just like not a big deal like it was always supposed to be not a big deal suddenly like I would just get a lot of like you know I just felt so unseen and so unheard and like I was just like robbing myself of connection with people and also just all the shame about being like too much and, you know, like being attention seeking. And, um, actually <laughs> my little sister, she came out to me and she's gay Aww. and, uh, yeah. And, uh, she, uh, had, you know, like, I don't know if she was like thinking about talking to our parents, but I was kind of like, you know, me too. And then I, you know, I, I was like, you know, that was really brave of her. And I was like, I, what am I, what am I doing? You know, like, I've always known that this was, you know, this would be okay. Like, let me just like, let it be okay. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, so I like told my parents, like, just like, I just kind of like blurted it out there and was like, I'm going to be sharing this, but like, I didn't want you to be shocked or whatever. Like, there you go. Like, information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my parents are my parents and uh, they love me, even though, you know, parents can be awkward and not know what to do with that kind of information at times. Um, <laughs> That's a beautiful way of saying that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, um, you know, so I, uh, shared with like my larger community, I think it was like the day after national coming out day, like a year or so ago, like um, on Instagram, you posted on Instagram. It. Yeah. And I shared with like my closer friends too, like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be doing this. And Eric and I talked a lot about it too. And he was just, you know, like, I, I think he saw like the stress that it was kind of putting on me and the like isolation that I was kind of like creating and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, was so, uh, you know, like I I think a certain person would be threatened or make it about them. And he was just like, no, like, I just want you to do what's going to make you happy in this situation. Um, and I've just been so, the thing that I've been surprised by, it wasn't like, (laughs) you know, saying to someone like I'm bisexual. It was like, whoa, everything makes sense now, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but, um, it was what I've been surprised by and just living more like openly in this truth is just like the ways that I've just felt seen that I just wouldn't have expected. And Mm -hmm. the moments of like connection that like, I just didn't really 
anticipate and just like a little bit more freedom to just like explore my relationship with my sexuality and um, what that means in the context of my relationship with Eric and, um, you know, my relationship with uh, being a woman and like within a queer community. It's just like, there's just been so many lovely surprises and just a lot more, um, I don't know, just like delightful and also just like security and being mm. just like known and seen. Yeah, mm -hmm. like a lot of just like fun and freedom that I just, I just really, I didn't realize how, how much I was like minimizing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. It's like that quote where it's like, it's one thing to be loved, but it's another thing to be understood and just yeah. allowing that door to be open to people to understand you. Yeah, night and day. Oh, yeah, yeah, big time, big time. Um, I, yeah, I had just like a lot of like crying sessions about like <laughs> just this feeling. What was, you know, kind of interesting in like talking to some family members was like, you know, they were like, okay, you know, of course they love and accept you, but like, you know, you don't have to be one of those people that's kind of like, you know, posting about it all the time and like screaming from the rooftops <laughs> and la la la. And I was like, and I realized in that moment, I was like, you know what? Like, actually, like I was doing it your way this whole time. Like I was doing it in the way of like, let's, let me make this not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Let me just, you know, like uh, we don't, we don't have to get into details. Right. You know? mm -hmm. And um, it didn't work. Like I felt mm -hmm. really sad and anxious and in a way that I didn't expect like I didn't it just like yeah this thing that I thought was like no big deal just became suddenly a very big deal and I yeah I've just been really happy with the I don't know what I've kind of found on the other side of that hell yeah being oh. queer is one of the greatest joys of life <laughs> Truly, yeah it's so I fun too, <laughs> I think too like the experience of being on the show and um spoileralert.com like on the show I originally use a thinner friend of mine's photos and then I like come out to the group that like you know I'm actually fat surprised and <laughs> um you know that conversation really mirrored conversations that I had in my own life there's this kind of like phrase in like fat community that's like coming out as fat which is that like often there's you know certain like social assumptions with people in your life it's like oh you probably want to lose weight you probably want to get back on that mm. diet you know and having a conversation that's like hey just so you know actually like this is who I am I know it <laughs> like, it's like we're just gonna live with that mm -hmm. and um I think like having so many people witness and relate to that moment of disclosure and mm. being seen for who you are and sharing like hey this might not be what you're expecting but this is who I am it's like so vulnerable um I think like suddenly the like sexuality component in my life just felt so out of balance with everything else mm -hmm. you know yeah 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 it's like you know there's like what there's like a puzzle piece that's missing or it's like kind of a little bit off or something like that and you're like yeah. I feel like it's almost there but I just need to get it in the right angle yeah <laughs> suddenly it's like I think like 
some of the anxiety that I was having like kind of came after the whole show and I had a lot of anxiety about the show coming out but Mm -hmm. you know I think just like yeah being seen and known in so many ways and even having just like you know just like little like queer babies come to me and be like you know I really you know relate to you and just feeling like I was like robbing myself of that connection it's like oh wow you know like I didn't realize that this is something that was just kind of um out of balance with everything else well, yeah. Almost with Evie, yeah, you end up just becoming a caricature of yeah. <laughs> what you actually are. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hopefully in the future, you know, as we come up with more content, I feel like TikTok has opened the door to like more like just at such a rapid pace, like representation of like what people are like. I feel like I spent three minutes on TikTok and I'm like, I don't think I've ever had an experience yeah. no one else has ever had. <laughs> I guess yeah. Totally. My question is like, what kind of like representation of queer content do you hope to see in, like in the future on TV? that's a great great question Mm, I think uh hmm. well obviously I think fat representation within the queer community is like so important Mm -hmm. and um you know it like makes me so sad when I see you know um you know fat friends in the queer community um dealing with like the specific niche type of like fat phobia that like mm-hmm. exists within the queer community and you know intersects with gender it's just like oh, so painful and so layered <laughs> you know mm-hmm. you're like working up against like so many systems and I would love to um just see more um queer people really like be uh I think we need more representation in tv and media of those intersections because it's like it's so it's so prevalent and there's a lot to learn just even like you know about um medical fat phobia and how that can impact people's access to like gender affirming care it's like Mm. it's it's a lot and um so I I would love to see that I also would just love to continue seeing um I was having a conversation about this the other day. Um, I think in like, you know, the past, you know, maybe five to 10 years, there's been, you know, a bit of this like stereotype of like, you know, uh, curvy, confident woman. I, and it's kind of this like watered down, like one dimensional thing that like no one thinks this sun shines out of their ass like 24 7 you know <laughs> and um you know I really um what what was the movie with Melissa McCarthy can you ever forgive me have either of you seen it no okay um definitely um it, it's a gay moment but also <laughs> fat moment but also like drama you know and um, can't wait <laughs> yeah I watched it on an airplane and I loved it and what I loved about it so much is um I don't know if they ever like explicitly address uh Melissa McCarthy's character sexuality but like she's definitely queer and she's kind of like this like butch queer person and she um her life's a fucking mess, you know? <laughs> and um, there's like just so much, there's a lot of like angst from all of the like rejection. And um, I want more of that, you know? Like, I don't want, um, I, I want like, let's let 
uh, more of these like marginalized communities share like the fullness of themselves. You know, I think there's like a tokenization where you're kind of like a, you know, a final product, you know, that's right. here to kind of like teach everyone else. And um, I love messy and secure people just living their like messy and secure, boring lives sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever see a work in progress? what is it work in Tell progress me, it sounds, it it's sounds like showtime it's like I, I think abby's the main character's name mm-hmm. uh she's a lesbian mm-hmm. with ocd and like just no but i think i know which one you're talking about it's yeah. good it's, it's right up the alley what you're describing i'm just like okay, it's great. just raw yeah i mean the first episode like slaps you in the face like, yeah it love it mm-hmm. love <laughs> yeah totally on board with like just more like raw gritty interpretations of just normal life Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. I think like I love the really I would just love a mix too of like you know there's like um radical confident out proud and like all aspects of our lives and there's like stuff that's like messy and in the middle and confused. I want more confusion. Yeah. <laughs> more chaos. I think that's why I yeah. like TikTok so much. You get on there, you're like, what did I just Yeah. Watch? Always be <laughs> questioning. Yeah. I, we're all, yeah, on the same pages. Yeah. 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 So do you yeah. have some bisexual icons that you admire? Okay. Well, I just happen to be sitting right next to this book that I've been reading. Um, okay. Jen Winston. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, she sent me her book and I'm so obsessed. Um, she's hysterical on Instagram too. I think her Instagram handle is generous, but Jen, J-E-N, nice. you get it. And okay. So this is <laughs> the, the book is greedy notes from a bisexual who wants too much. I've been obsessed with it it's wow. so good it's very like memoir-y but there have been a couple things about like bisexuality that have really like just blown the doors off for me she like you know kind of talks about this kind of like reclaiming confusion and mm. that like what is, like maybe like we're all like perpetually confused and like yeah. what's so wrong with that you know right. like we like kind of like prioritize this like you know, super ultra decisive and you're going to stay in that lane forever, like kind of mentality. And, um, there's like power and kind of always being like, you know, who knows today? (laughs) Yeah. That's so refreshing. (laughs) That's super nice. I really got, uh, yeah, I was very relieved by that sentiment. It's like the opposite of patriarchy. I feel like it's like Mm -hmm. the patriarchy is like the knowing you always have that, the confidence, like whatever, but yeah. Oh, that sounds so refreshing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. There's some other stuff in here too, that really kind of has, um, blown my mind but yeah I've just been really I've been enjoying reading it it's been a little morning read for me cool and what's the person's name one more time her name is Jen Winston generous on Instagram would recommend cool nice yeah yeah (laughs) yeah we're gonna be diving into that book I'm sure (laughs) I think you'll love it yeah she sent it to me so like I was all okay she sent it to me and also in 
what she sent there was also like a vibrator included <laughs> so, like, I'm biased like disclosure right. but um <laughs> to be fully transparent but genuinely I've well it also just reminds me so much of like all of the people that I know in my life who are always just like kind of asking questions about where they are and how people are perceiving where they are and you know what it all means mm-hmm. and you know then like looking back at your life and being like oh my god it was there the whole time yes. um you know all of it <laughs> like you just covered <laughs> that's all we've been talking yeah about. literally that's like, that's all Hobbs and I have been all Hobbs oh and I have been talking about all day <laughs> I just remembered what was kind of blowing my mind was like she's talking about um you know, by culture and memes and how the kind of like meme of like everything being by culture, but also nothing being by culture. <laughs> right. You know, like yeah. puffing your jeans is by culture, but also like that's everyone does that. You know? Right. Exactly. It just it's the real game. Agenda. Everyone's getting it proven otherwise. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I kind of like just the um what I was kind of taking away from it and that also feels like where I'm kind of a bit at in life right now is the um just like defining things on your own terms and not mm, maybe looking around for like am I doing it right it's just Mm -hmm. like I'm doing it so it must be right exactly like I'm cuffing my jeans so it must be by culture you know (laughs) right yeah yeah someone actually like called me out the other day because I was talking about the podcast and I was like you know queer culture astrology blah 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 Mm -hmm. and they're like oh well you know that like straight people do that too (laughs) straight people like astrology as well I'm like no 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 You don't okay, understand. Okay, Connor. Yeah, Next, they're going to want cuffing their jeans. Right. Exactly. You guys have sports, we have astrology. Yeah. And reality TV. We get that too. Sorry. Yeah. You can't touch it. So good. <laughs> okay. So I want to pivot over to your new project that you mentioned, RVA Fatties. Um, yeah. Yeah. So my best friend Hopper like loves this project. And oh my God. I love Hopper. Yeah. I used to live with them too. Um, um, we've been so friends cool. for a long time and they were just so excited to see that you moved back and you were starting this because, you know, like you were talking about community. Um, yeah. so can you just talk about what the project is and what folks should expect if they're hoping to maybe get involved in that community? Yeah. So really right now, um, it's an Instagram page that I have a little bit of help running And, um, it is this like online and IRL community. Um, I I think like what I really wanted was to create a space where people could connect with each other. People could uplift each other and we could, you know, just like help educate and give each other resources, um, for things like I was talking about, like, you know, finding a fat friendly doctor in the area, finding, you know, maybe, a trainer that is fat friendly or, you know, um, we actually, we had a really awesome event that was a clothing swap recently that was followed up by like a happy hour. And, oh my God, I could like talk forever about, um, the plus size clothing situation in Richmond. Spoiler alert. It's not great. Um, (laughs) but, um, so I'm, what I'm so excited about is it, there's just been, it's been like rapidly growing. There's been so much interest and 
Um, you know, it's kind of like a, a hard demographic of people to kind of like uh, sometimes connect with. Like maybe you have like a fat coworker, but you're like, I don't know what your relationship is with your body. You know, like, I don't know if we're connecting over this or if you're like about to go on a juice cleanse, like, I don't know, you know? <laughs> and um, so I think like online spaces are so important for that reason. And um, I actually, I just had like a really incredible call about like an upcoming event that I'm so excited about. Um, but yeah, just join our Instagram page and, um, we try to do monthly events and actually this coming month, uh, we're going to start opening it up so that people can kind of host their own RVA fatties events with like, yeah, like just like smaller niches or opening up to other people's expertise. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited about it. Thanks. I'm so glad that like so many people that have come back to Richmond, it is from like the sense of like community and I'm sure COVID yes. and isolation had a lot to do with that, but I'm just totally like that's like at the forefront of so many people's minds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all want friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Simple. Friends is hard, but like friends is good. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Do you consider yourself an extroverted person or? No. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I just did a slow uh, eye roll and a uh, head shake. No, <laughs> I thought I was always, and especially being someone that like went to school for acting, you would really think, mm-hmm. but I think especially the pandemic has really brought out my inner introvert. I was talking mm-hmm. even just like this past Halloween weekend and like, I went out to like two parties and I was literally like, how the fuck do people do this? <laughs> this is like not realistic. No, <laughs> it's not sustainable <laughs> in any way. No. Yeah. So I've been leaning into my inner introvert. You know what I realized is my problem is I'm not very good at identifying. Like I do get recharged in uh, by other people, by certain more intimate, low key, you know, mm-hmm. like social settings my relationships are super important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I think, uh, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I've been realizing like what those situations are and are not that recharge me and yeah. the ones that don't, I feel like COVID has just given me like an even lower tolerance for, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. We were also talking about that this wow, morning. This, this so is wild. So I love that we're, yeah, this energy is like, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I get it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess why, why Richmond and why now for RBA fatties? Well, so, um, like I said, I, I actually grew up in Northern Virginia, went to VCU. Mm. We've always talked about potentially moving back. And so part of it was just with like logistics and work that we had to move back. But, um, you know, part of what I was saying, just that like craving of um, connection and community. And I mean, you like totally nailed it with, uh, you know, after, I mean, we're still in a pandemic, but like pandemic kind of winding down, like people are so hungry for that kind of connection. And I think also like a connection where, um, you kind of know what you're getting walking into it. You know, there's like not crazy surprises, something that like a type of connection that has maybe a bit more structure to it, you know? 
um, and uh, also has like the capacity to be kind of um, nourishing and uplifting. So um, yeah, it just kind of like all felt, it felt like the right time for all of those things. Totally. Cause it's, it's one thing where, when it's like, okay, I made, I made a new friend or something, but it's another thing where it's like, we can connect on this specific thing or in this specific yeah. way. And it allows us to be vulnerable with each other in a way that we're like kind of bonded instantly almost or something like that. It's super special. Oh, totally. Yeah. Or even just like kind of, no- yeah. Knowing that someone else just like gets it, knowing that you're, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you know, diet culture is like so normalized in like all of our conversation mm-hmm. and um you know even people who you can be walking into like you know spaces that feel very like woke and socially aware and it's still there and still mm-hmm. creeps up and you know in those situations where you think you're walking into a safe space and suddenly you're confronted with something that like feels very normal to someone else is like you know whoa a whirlwind yeah totally how many times yeah you walk into like a queer space and you're like yo oh oh are you back (laughs) oh (laughs) there we go hello okay (laughs) hi no worries no worries i dropped my phone it's all good (laughs) So like, what does having such an influential platform like mean to you? And like, where do you hope it takes you in the future? Um, Which honestly, I feel like <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I have lots of big dreams, but I think for right now, I'm really excited about this chapter that's kind of like opening up right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's so easy to just kind of feel like, um, I don't know, get caught in the like oh my gosh I always have to be making something and posting something Mm -hmm. but it's like easy to like you know I always thought that maybe those like kind of those likes and follows and numbers it would be like wow I feel amazing but like actually it feels like you know at the beginning it felt amazing for like a moment and then um it's like oh well I have to keep on doing this (laughs) yeah And yeah, and so uh, it's, you know, it just feels really good to know that you've kind of made a meaningful connection or impact with someone. Mm -hmm. And I think like prioritizing that is kind of something that I'm really looking forward to. Mm, I love that. Taking, Taking social media and just sort of warping it to meet your values. Yeah, totally. I love it. I love it. As someone who worked in social media too, I'm just like, I feel like I went through this phase where I was like, it's terrible. I was like full, like shabam or whatever. Like just like, yeah, it's exhausting. It's exhausting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then with the podcast, I've been able to kind of get back into it slowly in a way where I'm like, okay, how can we work this in a sense where, you know, we're still, yeah, we're still able to just be using it in a way that feels like productive or beneficial or just like joyful or whatever. Yeah, what actually is like bringing you joy and like, what do you actually want out of it? And like, focus all the energy there and like, try to minimize because there's always going to be some, you know, Mm -hmm. like, 
it, people think like you know social media is just like oh I'll just do a fun post but like social media is such a hard industry to work mm-hmm. in it's Absolutely. like exhausting mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot of work and so it's, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> um, yeah as much as you can put yourself you know as like focused on the stuff that actually makes you uh feel happy and connected with the people around you and creative and inspired mm-hmm. like good <laughs> yeah for sure uh, all right, Sean. Well, our last question that we always ask everyone is what is your astrological sign and how do you relate or not relate to it? Oh my God. Well, <laughs> um, I very much relate to my astrological signs. Um, so I am an Aquarius sun. Yeah. Wait, when's your birthday? January 29th. Okay. I'm February 11th. Um, oh I'm in Aquarius sun, I'm a Pisces moon and I'm a mm. Virgo rising. Same. I'm also a Virgo Shut rising. Up. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah. And so I super relate to it. I feel like, um, I definitely will. I'll people kind of sometimes say like Aquarians are a little bit like, um, aliens. <laughs> like sometimes it like, can be a bit like maybe, uh, withholding emotionally or just like a little bit like more like a robot yeah and um that but also simultaneously a bit of a humanitarian revolutionary you know I like to tell everyone when they say what is an Aquarius that I think both Oprah and Ellen were Mm -hmm. Aquarians Uh, Ellen's you know trash now but you know you get it like (laughs) talk show host, you know, yeah. who wants a car right. and, you know, like also like what's going on with their brains that they had to, they, like, they got there, you know, totally. <laughs> Oprah, actually Oprah and I have the same birthday. Oh my God. January Me 29th is Oprah's birthday. Jennifer Aniston is my oh. birthday twin. Um, <laughs> but then I feel like Pisces, I'm like, I'm secret sensitive person. Mm-hmm and like artsy fartsy girl Mm -hmm. um yeah and then uh Virgo rising I feel like I've recently really come into that I I like I like the description about how your rising sign can be like the role you play in the world Mm -hmm. and I can definitely Virgo mommy it up (laughs) when the moment calls for it (laughs) like I will like it's funny. I also have ADHD. And so I feel like my ADHD is my like Pisces moon mm-hmm. kind of very all over the place. And then like cut to like hyper-focusing and making like a spreadsheet mm-hmm. is my Virgo sun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my Virgo rising. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone said to me the other day, your, your like organizational impulses are so chaotic because we were carving pumpkins and there was just this little section that I split all the seeds perfectly from all the pulp. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, now we can make some of these seeds. But then the rest of the table was like, so shambly. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> and I was like, it's, I think it's my Virgo rising. Yeah. I relate to that big time. And the yeah. Aquarius sun, because the Aquarius sun is like very kind of like revolution chaos. And then mm-hmm. the Virgo rising is like, let me organize the seeds so that we don't yeah. like waste any of them or whatever. <laughs> yes. Well, I can't believe we're twinsies on two of them. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. It's the Virgo and Aquarius is a funny combo for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hobbs is like, oh, geez, yeah, I know all about this. Truly. Well, how can people follow your work? And do you have any other oh. projects you want to plug for? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, come. Uh, you can follow me everywhere. I'm mainly on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. Um, hey, Sean Taylor everywhere. Um, that's H-E-Y-S-E-A-N, not like S-H-A-W-N. That's nonsense. And, um, <laughs> and then also you can follow RVA Fatties if you want to join our little crew. Boom, boom. Y'all heard it here first. Let's go. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the pod, Sean. This was so lovely. I can't wait till we can hang IRL and watch The Bachelor at a brewery or something in Richmond. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. 